This podcast was brought to you by Pastor Mike Calstrip and Fellowship Church. For more information, visit thefellowship.church. Y'all doing good this morning? This is the day the Lord has made, so we're going to what? Yeah, we're going to rejoice. Glory to God. And we're also going to what? We're going to be glad. Praise God. I tell you what, the Jesus life is such an awesome life. I mean, praise God. I mean, all hell can be breaking loose around you and you can still be happy. Thanks for your enthusiasm. You know, it really is true. I mean, you know, here's the, here's the thing about it. No matter what happens, you win. If you're a child of God, you're born of his spirit, you win. Amen. Glory to God. And we're going to talk about that here this morning because, uh, you know, we're just living in times, perilous times, as the Bible says. And uh, thank God we've got to keep our eyes on the right thing. Amen. Because there's victory in him. I said there's victory in him. Glory to God. Amen. And so, uh, you, you know, now, come on, you're going to have to get your amen and you're going to have to pick that pace up or I'm going to have to help you. Okay. Can I get a big amen? There we go. Now we're doing it. All right. Well, so listen, if you'll open your Bibles with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, uh, we'll just get right after it. I want to mention to you a couple things. We've got our uh, kids event coming up uh, in, uh, for our fall festival on Saturday night next week. And we could sure use your help. And not only that, uh, we just want to give these kids as much sugar as we can so their parents can deal with it. Amen. So if you haven't brought something, please do, and just fill the coffers, dude. We, we have these big tubs, or actually, I think we're using coolers, great big coolers, and we try to get about five or six of those filled up so that we can, uh, and when I say that, I, they're about this long, and they're about that wide, and then they're about that deep, full of candy, and, you know, so I got to go over there and inspect once in a while, make sure it's, I'm kind of a quality control guy, you know, make sure that, Everything's all right that way, and so uh, we could sure use your help that way, and also we need some volunteers. I don't know where we are numerically, but it does take a lot of adults to uh, help the kids have a great time together and play all of the games. So if you haven't signed up, you can do so at the uh, guest services, uh, let the girls know, and uh, we'll get you plugged in someplace. And, you know, it's, uh, what is it, 5.30 till... um, seven or something like that so it's an hour hour and a half help us clean up a little bit and away we go hallelujah isn't that good i said isn't that good oh boy rough crowd today all right praise god yeah and so then the other thing i wanted to mention to you is next sunday evening uh, we're going to be having another prayer uh gathering uh the church at prayer uh, for our nation and uh it's such an uh critical time within uh the life of this country. And uh, so, and, and as much as, you know, you can look at all of the mechanical things that people do and so on and so forth, you know, at the end of the day, our hope has to be in him. And we have to look to him and we have to ask him to help to direct, you know, in a way uh, that represents that which is just and good and righteous. Amen. And so uh, if you would like to join us six o'clock next Sunday evening, uh, we usually pray for an hour or so. Sometimes, you know, I mean, it could, uh, could be a little less, could be a little more. You know, however, the Holy Ghost gives us utterance. And that's the thing, you know, that's such a beautiful thing about it is, is that he knows what the need is, and he can help us to pray. See, the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, 
it says, in this same manner or, or likewise, the Spirit helps our, King James used the word infirmities, actually weaknesses, and the weakness is we know not what to pray for as we ought. But thank God he can take hold together with us, you know, against the forces of darkness and things of that nature. This last Sunday, was it last Sunday? Yeah, I believe it was. We were praying and we were talking, and, and just out of my spirit, you know, it was the house, the house, the house, you know. Now, I don't know, but I'm assuming that that might ha- uh, represent the house of representatives. And um, that's a big deal. Are you listening to me? So anyway, um, having said that, you know, he knows exactly what's needed and we can pray. He said, I, I sought for a man or woman who would you know, make up the hedge and stand in the gap for the land. Now, unfortunately, in Ezekiel, he, he couldn't find anybody, and so they perished. Well, thank God I don't want to perish, and neither do you. So I'm going to do my part, and I'm going to pray with confidence and with faith in my God. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, it ain't no Hail Mary thing, you know, where you just kind of throw it up there and hope something happens. No, we know what, the, we can find out what the will of God is, and we can pray with confidence, can't we? How many of you know God's faithful? I mean, praise God, he watches over his word to perform it. And so uh, such an awesome, really, it's a privilege. You know, when you, when you call for a prayer meeting, not too many people get excited. They stay away in droves, you know. But I tell you what, praise God, it, it can be a precious place. I mean, not only can you do something for the sake of the nation, but you can get blessed too. Yeah, sure enough. So I hope you'll uh, take us up on that and join us. And uh, we had a great, I don't know what the group was, 45 maybe 40, 45, 50 people, and um, wonderful time. So again, that's next Sunday uh, on the 1st of November prior to the election. Glory to God. Well, did you all find 1 Corinthians chapter 15? Okay, good. Glory to God. Let's pray together, and uh, I'll share what I have in my heart uh, with you this, uh, today. You, you're all ready to, you're ready to have victory, aren't you? How many of you have ha- had victory in your life? How many of you like having victory? How many of you have been beat in your life, defeated? You all get a charge out of that? No, not so much. Well, thank God Jesus, our champion, went to the cross, died for the sins of the world, rose again victorious, and gave us the keys. Thank you, Lord. So anyway, Father, we love you today, and we thank you for this time that we have together in the Word. We're grateful, Father God, for every promise that has escaped your lips. And now, Father, for these few moments, help us to turn our gaze and our attention toward you. Father God, I thank you for giving us eyes to see and ears to hear. I thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. The eyes of our understanding, Father, you have enlightened so that we can know the hope of your calling. So again, I thank you, Father, for utterance in the Holy Ghost Use my tongue, Father, as the pen of a ready writer. May the word of God, Father God, be proclaimed to these, your precious people, and may they take hold of what it is that's spoken. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You know, I feel prompted here. I've got a prophecy that we had on a Wednesday night. Not this past Wednesday. It would have been the Wednesday before. It's actually in the form of a tongue interpretation. And so it was October the 14th. And the Spirit of God spoke to us. How many of you believe that when the Spirit of God speaks to us, we ought to pay attention? Huh? Sometimes, you know, we take things for granted. Well, you know, yeah, I went to church, there's tongues, interpretation. Well, what did he say? I mean, if in fact it is the Spirit of God, 
We ought to listen. Huh? Hallelujah. So anyway, on the 14th it said, These are not the days, says the Lord, to be dismayed. Now I'll tell you what, there's a whole lot of dismayed going on right now. What do I mean by that? Discouragement. These are not the days to be dismayed, nor are they the days to be afraid. Now that's not inconsistent, you know, with what Jesus said. He said, all these things are come to pass, but see that you let not your heart be troubled. And I mean, so this is consistent with the scriptures. Amen. Now, a lot of times people will say, well, my God, you know, I mean, you see what everything's going on, you know, and, and, and you're telling us that we don't have to be afraid. I didn't tell you anything. He did. Huh? I'm just taking his word for it. Are you with me? How many of you know God's well able to take care of his own? I tell you, praise God. If you'll look to him, you'll come out on top. Well, I wish I could believe that, Pastor. Well, you can. Believing's a choice. Are you listening to me? So he said, don't be afraid, for there is coming a time when great glory will rest upon the church, and she will rise and shine. And there will be a reckoning that comes, but before that time, there's a harvest to be reaped. So be courageous and be bold. Stand for that which is right and good, and surely heaven will be opened where your life is concerned, and blessing will flow as a result of your obedience. For now is the time, says the Lord, for the church to rise and to take her place and to be what I've called her to be. And there will be great glory. There'll be great grace and there will be great reason for rejoicing. So be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might and you will be a part of the army that God has chosen for these last days. How many of you want to be a part of that army? See, there's a harvest on. And so praise God, he's called us to go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. Whoever believes and is baptized, the Bible says, shall be saved. And those that believe not shall be damned or condemned. So, you know, the choice is with every person as to, you know, the outcome of that. But thank God, if we do our part, if we've done what we need to do, you know, to be salt, to be light, to share the hope that is within us. Glory to God. I mean, you got hope today? Come on, you can have hope tomorrow. Hallelujah. And it's so important for us to understand that. You know, in talking about what I want to share with you today, you know, the message of the Lord Jesus Christ, it's found in the Bible, recorded in the Bible, it is not a message of defeat, but rather it is a message of victory. Victory over death, hell, and the grave. Glory be to God forevermore. And because of that, you know, you and I can live our lives in a manner that is not only pleasing unto him, but I tell you what, praise God, you can have a spring in your step. Because again, Jesus is our champion. Jesus is your champion. Jesus is my champion. Hallelujah. And whatever darkness or whatever it is that we may be facing, whatever test, whatever trial, you know, thank God, whatever it is, we're not alone. It isn't like God abandons us, uh, abandons, abandons us? Yeah, he doesn't abandon you. Hallelujah. When you're in the middle of something, glory to God, he's right there with you. I tell you what, he'll be the fourth man in the fire if you'll trust him. You know, sometimes, I mean, there's dark days. I mean, it ain't, it's, not, it's not looking good. But I tell you what, it's in those moments throughout the scriptures where we have record after record after record after record where Jesus says, don't be afraid, 
only believe. Glory to God forevermore. Well, I've already preached myself happy. We can go home now. Glory to God. Why? Because we're on the winner's side. But unfortunately, you know, we don't always see things that way. The Apostle Paul was talking about the resurrection. Hallelujah. Thank God for the resurrection. He said, why should it be thought a thing incredible that God should raise the dead? I mean, God can do whatever it is that he wants to do. And thank God he raised Jesus up. Hallelujah. The Bible says that it was not possible for him to be kept in the grave. Glory to God. Remember when the angel came to the shepherds are out there hanging out, you know, and, and uh, watching, keeping watch over their flock by night. And suddenly, hallelujah, an angel appeared. I got to read it to you because I'll tell you what, you say, well, it's not Christmas time. You're not supposed to do that. <laughs> Who said? Hallelujah. It's Christmas time year around with Jesus. Amen. This is what he said. Amen. What a record. Glory to God. Look at this. It says, The angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of God was shining around them, and they were freaked out. It's a paraphrase. And you would be too. And the angel said to them, Don't be afraid. Fear not. For behold, listen, I bring you good tidings, good news. Everybody say good news. Good news. Say everybody say good news. Yeah, good news. I bring you good news, glory to God, which of, of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a what? A what? A what? A Savior. Glory to God. How many of you know we needed saving? Huh? The Bible says we're by nature the children of wrath. And because of that nature of sin, we were sentenced, we were condemned to death, separated from God, without hope in the world. And Jesus came as our Savior. Hallelujah. He's your Savior today. Well, you know, I remember, you know, when I got saved, you know, when I got born again, now I'm a child of God. Well, you know, He's a Savior 24-7, 365, in the midst of your trouble, in the midst of your test, in the midst of your trial, he is a savior to deliver. He said unto you is born this day in the city of David a savior, which is Christ the Lord, and this shall be a sign unto you. You'll find this babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, laying in a manger, and suddenly, whoo, there was uh, with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. How many men, in a generic sense, do we have here today? Glory to God. Goodwill. God has goodwill towards you. Hallelujah. Not everybody believes that. You know that, don't you? You know, they're not real happy about the gospel. <laughs> Look at this verse of Scripture. You find 1 Corinthians? I kind of got off track there a little bit, but that's normal. 1 Corinthians 15, 56. The sting of death is sin. The strength of sin is the law. But oh, thanks be unto God. Glory to God who gives us the what? He gives us the what? He gives us the what? He gives us the victory 
through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, I want you to be steadfast. I want you to be unmovable. Huh? Always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is never in vain in the Lord. He gives us the victory. So I want you to be steadfast and unmovable, not weak and wondering. Are you listening to me? You know, not everybody feels the same way about the Bible when it gets preached to them. Did you know that? Huh? They certainly aren't that excited about it. Not only are they not excited about it, they don't see any victory in it. But I tell you what, there's great victory in the message of the gospel. And, you know, the truth of the matter is, when it comes to that, and, you know, talking about the fact not everybody is that excited, it just depends on which side of the cross you're on. Huh? You know, if you haven't come to the cross and ask God to forgive you and repent of your sin and turn and begin to become a follower of His, you know, then it's not good news. It's kind of like what we see in the Scriptures, you know, where it talks about Jesus hanging on the cross, on the tree, and there were two thieves on either side of Him. And it's, it's that dichotomy that you see, you know, in the world today where there's one on one side that says, hey, if you're really who you are, get us down out of here. And the other one says, I don't deserve anything but have mercy on me. And he said, today you'll be with me in paradise. So it's all in how you look at it, isn't it? But I tell you what, salvation is available for everyone that will believe. So you can be like the one who who received mercy, or you can be like the one who was arrogant and wind up in hell. You know, he never said, you're going to be with me in paradise. Huh? But the consequence of that is frightening. So, the Bible, for some, is great news. You know, there's a scripture... um, well, let's, let's back up here a little bit on this whole thing where for some it's not such good news. Um, in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, maybe you can put this up. Um, uh, let's see. I'm trying to think what the translation is here. It doesn't matter. But anyway, it says, thank God he has made us his captives. I know what it is. It's the new living. He's made us his captives and continues to lead us along Christ's triumphal procession. Now, I don't know if it says it that way here because they're, they got the new King James. He uses us to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere like a sweet perfume. Our lives are, li- are, are a Christ-like fragrance rising up to God. But this fragrance is perceived differently by those who are being saved and by those who are perishing. To those who are perishing, we are a dreadful smell of death and doom. But to those who are being saved, we are a life-giving perfume. You know, and I preach to you this morning, if you're born again, if this doesn't give you a charge, if you don't get excited about what it is that the Bible promises, there's something wrong with you. But if you don't know God, if you don't know Jesus, if he's not, you don't have a personal relationship with him and you're walking with the master, then what I have to say to you is not that good of news. It smells differently to the sinner. But thank God it can be different. Amen? In another place, you remember there was an old guy. His name was Simeon. 
The Lord spoke to him and said, you know, he was going to see the salvation of Israel before he died. The Bible says he was led by the Spirit. He went into the temple and Jesus was there being dedicated, you know, according to their law. And the Bible says that he, he took this child in his hands and he blessed the Lord God because his eyes had seen the salvation of his people. Hallelujah. But he went on then to prophesy by the Spirit of God and he said to Mary, his mother, behold, this child is appointed for the fall and the rising of many in Israel. How many of you know not everybody accepted Jesus? Huh? Well, because of that, there was a fall in their life. Huh? It goes on then to say, it says, for, uh, and for a sign that is opposed so that the thoughts of many's hearts may be revealed. And so you see that happening when Jesus began his earthly ministry. But he was prophesying about those that would rise and those that would fall. Well, thank God today, if you're a child of God, you're on the rise. Everybody say, I'm on the rise. You're on the rise. Hallelujah. And then Jesus made this statement. He said, have you not read the scripture? And he's quoting Psalm 118. He says, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. And this is the Lord's doing, it's marvelous in our eyes. Now, for, for the sake of uh, understanding, when you talk about a cornerstone, how many of you know what a cornerstone is? The cornerstone is what they call the coping stone, not necessarily the cornerstone. But in other words, that stone becomes the pattern for all the rest of the stones that are in that building. Now, if you've ever been in a construction building, you know, building business, you know, if you took a, a board and it was supposed to be so long and you cut, that, cut another board with that, but you didn't use the board that was the pattern, but you used the one you cut, then that board would be different from the next one. And pretty soon the boards start getting longer. And then pretty soon you're in no man's land. You say, well, what in the world's that got to do with anything where Jesus is concerned? Because he is the coping stone. He is the cornerstone. He is the pattern, hallelujah, for the edification and for the building of the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah, glory to God. He's the chief cornerstone. Are you listening to me? You know, but what happens is people say, well, well, no, 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 no. No, we want to do life our way. We don't want to do it Jesus' way. We want to do it our way. And they'll say sometimes, you know, we like our doctrine better. We like our philosophy better. We like our ideology better. And you see that right now, dear friends. People have forsaken God. They say, no, we don't want God. We want to do it our way. We want to live our life the way we want to do it, even though it's filled with sin and destruction and displeasure and loss and harm. And all the other things that you can describe. But that's the way men are. That's the way sinful men are. Are you listening to me? But thank God, it I said thank God. It does not have to be that way. Glory to God. You know, we can get in on what it is that God... I, you know, because for the child of God, my friend, there ain't nothing but victory. Because we've chosen to follow Him. Everybody say, I've chosen. Hallelujah. And so often, you know, you'll hear people talk about how hard it is to live the Christian life, you know, and, and uh, they're puzzled about the will of God, and they got, you know, they're unsure. And, they're, and they come to this conclusion, well, you know, after all, God's in control. 
Have you ever heard that before? Huh? Well, I can tell you right now, there's some stuff going on in people's lives that God is not in control of. Are you listening to me? Now, you know, ultimately, yes, I, that would be true. But you understand the context in which I'm, I'm saying it because what, what's happened is, is people adopt this fatalistic attitude, you know, kind of whatever will be, will be. Well, dear friend, I want to tell you, you've got something to say about it. And if you know, the Bible says the people that do know their God shall be strong. Everybody say strong. Not weak, but strong and do exploits. Oh, thank God for the word of faith. Thank God that faith in God's word can change your life if you'll believe him and trust him. Glory to God. I mean, he said he would make you the head and not the tail. That you would be above only and not beneath. How many of you like that idea? You know, it's like one guy said, I've been rich and I've been poor. And I tell you, rich is better. When you can't pay your bills, you know, when you can't make your rent, when you can't pay the mortgage, when you can't put food on the table, I'm telling you, that's not a lot of fun. But thank God the Lord Jesus Christ, the head of the church, our champion, went to a cross and died so that you and I wouldn't have to live under the curse of poverty and lack. Glory to God forevermore. Can I get an amen? amen. One more time. Amen. A little better. Yeah, amen. Glory to God. I'm going to get you resurrected one way or the other. Amen. <clears throat> no. Praise God. You can know the will of God. You know, that Jesus came as a champion, and he made you a champion. So why are we in the mullet grubs? Why are we always, you know, because I'll tell you what, religion will kill the spirit of victory in a person's life. Are you listening to me? Thank God. Oh, thank God, thank God, thank God that I got delivered from religion. You know, I mean, nobody, nobody's interested in that. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. Jesus made this statement. These things I've spoken in, unto you that in me you might have peace. In the world you'll have tribulation. What that means is there'll be distress, there'll be oppression, there'll be anguish, there'll be affliction, but be of good cheer. Woo! Glory to God. What's that mean? Well, you know, you're just going to have anguish all your life. You're just going to have all kinds of problems all your life. It's going to be a 24. No, a thousand times no. You might have a few things going on in your life, but I'm telling you what, Christ is a deliverer. So when I go through something, I'm not planning on staying there. Are you listening to me? Yeah, I may have a challenge. Yes, I may have to deal with stuff. I mean, of course. But yet, right on the other hand, glory to God. I'm not alone. And he's going to take up together with me. Hallelujah. And we're going over. Why? Because he became our champion. Are you listening to me? These things I've spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world there will be tribulation, but be of good cheer, because I overcame it. He went on, well, uh, actually Peter writes this. He says, wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Another translation says it this way. He said, therefore, preparing your minds for action. 
Woo! That ain't no stand still gospel, huh? Come on, that ain't no stand around and you'll wonder thing. That ain't no victim's mentality that I could see. Prepare yourself for action. Come on. Goes on to say, and be sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. I tell you what, God did not give life and birth to you by his spirit so that you would live a defeated life. Did you hear me? Praise God, he wants to put you over. Amen. He wants you to have success. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 1 and 10, it says, who delivered us. Everybody say, I've been delivered. delivered. Say it again. I've been delivered. And it says here, who delivered us from so great a death and does deliver us, in whom we trust that he will still deliver us. Maybe that's past, present, and future. Are you listening to me? Another scripture, 2 Timothy 4, it says, But the Lord stood with me. This is Paul writing. He said, The Lord stood with me and strengthened me. Glory to God. So that the message might be preached fully through me and that all the Gentiles might hear. Also, I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion, and the Lord will deliver me from every evil work woo, and preserve me for his heavenly kingdom to him. Be glory forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? I'm telling you, you're on the victory side. The victor side. Child of God. Glory to God forevermore. You know, I don't know about you, but when I read what Paul just got done right there, this is not the testimony of a defeated person. Huh? No, he's delivered me out of the mouth of the lion. He talks about it in 2 Timothy 3 and 11. He said, persecutions, afflictions that happened to me in Antioch at Iconium and Lystra, what persecutions I I ended up having to uh, endure, and out of them all. Everybody say all. all. And out of them all. I said all. He delivered me out of them all. Are you listening to me? Another place, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them. What's the word? All. All. So if you're, you know, if you're having trouble, if you're having a difficulty, if you're in a challenge or you got an affliction going on, guess what? God wants to deliver you. Huh? I tell you, praise God, if you're in poverty and lack, he wants to deliver you. If you've got a health condition, he wants to deliver you. I mean, if you've got emotional issues, he wants to deliver you. If you're discouraged and dismayed, he wants to deliver you. He wants to set the captive free. Hallelujah. And all he needs is somebody with faith. I said, that's all he needs. Everybody say, I'm the one. You're the one. You might as well be the one. Huh? Come on, glory to God. But here's the thing, you know, when it comes to this, you have to change your way of thinking. Huh? Didn't Paul say, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind? You've got to get your thinking straightened out. You are not a victim, you're a victor. You know, if you adopt a victim's attitude, I tell you what, it'll destroy you. And the devil loves, misery loves company, isn't that right? He loves to pitch that, that thing. You know, 
And it's caused such problems, glory to God. You know, people say, well, you know, life's so unfair. Hey, right, you're right. Life is not fair sometimes, huh? Sometimes I mean, praise God, you know, we get hit, we get blindsided, but I'm telling you, Jesus is still Lord and we win. Are you listening to me? So it's important for us to understand that, glory to God. You know, there's four things you can do to change the direction of your life. You interested? Huh? You know, if you've been in the mully grubs, it's time to get out. What do you think? Huh? You want to stay? You want to go? You're going to be like them four lepers? They say, man, why stand we here or sit we here until we die, man? Let's go into the city and get some grub. And that's exactly what they did. But they had to get up. I said they had to get up. Somebody had to say, what are we doing? We need to get up. Huh? And praise God, I tell you, if you do, it'll bless you. Praise God. Number one of those four things, it'll change your, the direction of your life. You got to take a stand. What are you going to believe? You're going to believe what the preacher's preaching to you today? Or are you going to sit there and go, well, you know, that doesn't line up with my experience. That doesn't line up with my particular circumstance. That doesn't line up, you know, with what I have going on and what I'm dealing with right now. It may not. I said it may not. But I tell you what, praise God, it can change if you start believing what it is that God said. Are you listening to me? Glory to God. So you have to take your stand and begin to see and believe in the victory that Jesus has provided. Number two, you got to pray, but pray with faith. Everybody say amen. amen. Can I get a better amen? amen. Yeah, you got to pray with faith. None of this, you know, well, God, if you can do anything. You know, somebody said that to him one time. They said, well, if you can do anything, help me. He says, if I can do anything, it's not what I can do. It's what you can believe. Come on. Are you listening to me? And so let's pray with faith. Number three, declare what God has said. What's on your lips? Well, you know, nobody ever helps me. I never get ahead. Nobody loves me. Guess I'll go eat worms. Well, it's not quite like that, but it has that same resonance. Are you listening to me? You know, you got to start saying what he said. I'm more than a conqueror through him that loved me. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. Why? Because it's true. I said it's true. Now, again, it may not line up with your current circumstance, but I tell you what, praise God, I'm, I'm teaching and talking to you about how to get out of the mully grubs and get it on the victory side. Are you with me? Hallelujah. You know, declare what he said. Don't let the devil fill your head with a bunch of junk. And that happens so often. That's why you have to declare. What did Jesus do? The devil came and tempted him and said, well, you know, if you're really the son of God, you know, do something here. He said, it's written. I said, it's written. Well, you've got to declare what it is God said about you. Huh? Hallelujah. You're not defeated. You're a winner. Amen. What, whosoever, uh, let's see, whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcomes the world? But he who believes. Everybody say, I believe. That Jesus is the Christ. Hallelujah. That's what makes the difference. Are you listening to me? Oh, thank God. I want to say it again for the word of faith that will give you victory in life. Hallelujah. You don't have to be a child of God going through life defeated. 
Jesus paid an incredible price for you to be free. Hallelujah. Now, I'll tell you, the book's a book. Oh, wait a minute. Number four. I knew you melancholy. You about freaked out right there. You thought, whoa, can't leave yet. Got one more. And that is act like the word is true. Be a doer of the word. It'll bless you. All right. Hallelujah. You know, I mean, we're all going to face challenges. There's always going to be adversaries. You know, when we built this church, you know, I mean, it was a struggle. You know, here we are, a little small group of people, you know, 50, 60 of us maybe, and we got this building, we can't even afford to, to remodel it. It took us five years to get it so it actually looked like a church. And God bless every person who stayed with us anyway. Are you with me? But we got her done. And then we built a children's church, and that was another challenge, but we got it done. And we needed a parking lot because everybody, all the women's heels, you know, were getting all ruined from the gravel. And the men were upset because they're buying all these shoes. Girls love shoes. How many girls love shoes? I mean, how, you like to have a bigger closet for more shoes. You can never have too many shoes, right? Yeah, well, so we build a parking lot. We build a driveway. And then all of a sudden, you know, we, we launch off into this project that we're, you're all enjoying right here, right now. Was it a challenge? You better believe it. Was there naysayers? You better believe it. But I'm telling you this much about it. I'm telling you, you're sitting in the reality of a bunch of people who said yes, and God can do it, and we're going to make it happen through the power of the Holy Ghost. And here we are. I don't know what it's worth. You know, maybe it's, I don't know, seven, eight, ten million dollars worth of asset here. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I, you know, well, since June, maybe it's a lot more than that. You know, everything's went up. Yeah, I went in to buy a, a, a belt for my, for my golf cart. I got to have my, my woman's got to have her cart, you know, to run around all over there. And it wasn't working very good. So I go in there. I'm on my way in there. I'm driving in there, and I'm thinking to myself, what do I think this thing ought to cost? Well, you know, I ought to be able to buy a belt for 18 bucks or something. I mean, it's a belt this big around, maybe, 18. And, and I thought to myself, I'll bet you anything, it's $50. And so I, I go in there, and, and uh, I say, they got my belt, you know, and they give it up, and they say, that'll be $53 and whatever the change was. And I said, sure enough. Huh? Any of you have experienced that lately? Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, uh, I don't know where I'm going with this. Somehow or another, I got here. Don't ask me how. But it costs money. But thank God he's got a lot of it. Come on. Uh, no, uh-uh. That was, that was, that there, what, that response, that was weak. I said he's got a lot of it. Amen. Yeah, glory to God. He's got it for you. Glory to God. Amen. <laughs> so the book, the Bible is a book of victory. Not defeat, glory to God. There is no defeating God. The Bible instructs us ahead of time that we're going to have to fight some battles. But don't let that deter you. I'm so glad that a whole bunch of folks said, yes, let's rise and build. Hallelujah. Isn't that right? You know, let's talk about battling discouragement. Because that seems to be kind of a common factor that people, a lot of people are experiencing right now. Oh, thank God you need to pray in the Holy Ghost when discouragement comes. You need to stir up the gift of God that's on the inside of you. Are you listening to me? You know, if you do that, praise God, you could stave off a lot of that mess. 
You wouldn't have to go down into some deep, dark tunnel where your life and thought life are concerned. Are you listening to me? Praise God. I mean, the moment it shows up, I mean, you need to declare glory to God. Begin to praise God because it stills the enemy and the avenger. Put a stop to it before it starts. You know, we, like I said, you know, <clears throat> you, can, you can turn stumbling blocks into stepping stones if you'll choose to. Huh? <laughs> My son and I, uh, we, were work, we were working together on this little project, and, and uh, we were trying to move these sheets of metal. And uh, there was, I don't know, three or four, pretty heavy. And he had a hold of one end, I had a hold of the other. And uh, we, were, we were moving them someplace inside. And, and uh, there was this little ledge, about an inch and a half ledge. And I, somehow or another, I didn't get my foot quite high enough. And before I knew it, man, bam! I'm on the ground. And my son turns around and says, you okay? I said, yeah, stop, drop, and roll, baby. <laughs> so I got up. Well, as it turned out, he ended up cutting his finger you know, on the sheet of metal, so he had to go home, take some super glue, and put it back together again. Amen. You say, I don't recommend that. Well, I don't know. It works, you know. Bled like a stuck hog. I don't think he's got too much to worry about as far as that part is concerned, so. You say, why are you talking about this? I don't know. You know, I just want you to, you know, see what goes on in our world. Amen. Oh, turning stumbling blocks into stepping stones. That's where that came from. So we got back up and went to work. Are you listening to me? It is amazing how fast you can get to the ground when you're not trying. Huh? <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> yeah, you're going to deal with discouragement. Everybody does. But I'm telling you what, praise God, you don't have to stay there. Are you listening to me? We all face uh, the enemy of discouragement. There's some scriptures I'll share with you in Numbers 21.4. This is talking about the nation of Israel. They journeyed from Mount Hor by way of the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. And the Bible says the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. You know, when we set out sometimes to do life differently and we want, you know, God's best for our life, sometimes it gets wearisome. You know, we're striving together, standing steadfast, moving in a direction. And it doesn't always go as quick as we want. How many of you know what I'm talking about? But I tell you what, God's still faithful. He's just saying, keep picking them up and putting them down and move in the direction that I've told you to. Huh? Well, they were much discouraged uh, because of the way. The Apostle Paul talks about being uh, ship, well, he ended up shipwrecked. It says, when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay upon us, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. Now, you talk about a bad situation. But thank God, God got before God, and God had mercy on them and delivered all of them. 276 people on that ship. You know, they all had to thank God Paul was on there. Huh? I'm telling you what, you guys, child of God, you're a preserver of life. You have an audience with the creator of heaven and earth. And he turned that thing around, praise God. He said, you should have listened to me. You're going to lose the ship and everything that's in it, but everybody's life will be spared if you do what I tell you to do. And of course, praise God, they were saved. And then in 1 Samuel chapter 22, I'm talking about, you know, facing discouragement and how everyone has to deal with it. David the Bible says, therefore departed from uh, there, escaped to the cave of Adullam. This is when Saul was trying to take his life. <clears throat> so when his brothers and his father's house heard it, they went down to him. And everyone that was in distress, 
and everyone that was in debt and everyone that was discontented showed up. Now this guy is running for his life and these losers show up. But you know what? They didn't stay losers. I said they didn't stay losers. They actually ended up in Ziklag, and the Bible says there are about 600 of them at that point. So more had been added to the group, you know. And when they chased, uh, what was it, the Amalekites or whoever it is that invaded Ziklag and destroyed it and burned it with fire, you know, 400 of them, some of them were so exhausted, 200 of them stayed by their stuff, and the other 400 went and retrieved everything that they needed and so on and so forth. When they came back, you know, to the other 200, uh, the 400 said, well, they didn't go all the way out there with us, and they didn't take, you know, what was necessary for us to retrieve all this. Tell them they can have their families back and whatever, and we're keeping everything else. David said, no, 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 no. We're sharing everything alike. Why do I say that? Because these are a bunch of ornery outfits. They were in debt. They were discontented. They were, you know, they were a mess. But they didn't stay that way. I tell you what, praise God, they had a leader. And the leader says, we're going to do it God's way. We're going to do it the right way. We're going to love our brethren. We're going to care for what's needing to be cared for. And we're going to get the victory. And that guy became the king of all Israel. And God enriched him greatly. And he still had wars and battles to fight. And so will you. But glory to God, he'll put you over. So maybe you're discontented, maybe you're in debt, maybe you're in distress. Thank God you don't have to stay there. You say, well, I, I, don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to do it. All you got to do is look to him. He'll show you the way. Huh? You say, well, it's just too simple. Well, no, actually, you know, pretty easy. And it works if you'll listen to him. A lot of folk, they stay in their dirt because they don't want to give up certain things. Mine the right house? Yeah. You know, they want to hang on to stuff, and they can't figure out why their life is a mess. Dude, you got to get rid of your flaky, funky friends. Are you with me? You know, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly, but you got to do it my way. you got to be on the right side of the cross. Are you listening to me? Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Woo! Yeah. Well, let's see. Where shall I go now? You know, I got good news for you. Ready? If you're a child of God, God has given you the heart of a winner. You know, even though your circumstance right now don't look like what it is that I'm talking about, I'm telling you, there's something on the inside of you that's going, I know this is true. I just don't know how to get there. God put that in there. Did you hear me? You have been given the heart of a winner. There is no defeat in God. God knows nothing of defeat, and he's in you. Huh? But sometimes our brain, you know, it'll say, well, it's been this way forever. Nothing's changing. You know, you hear all these things. I'm telling you what. I'm telling you that if you'll be faithful and do what God told you to do, payday is coming. Huh? I said payday is coming. But you've got to keep declaring and believing God. Well, I've waited so long. I understand that. You know, we've been in the ministry for over 40 years. But we didn't start out at the top of the ladder. Huh? You know, when we, were, when we couldn't even afford propane to keep the heat going, you know, those were tough times. Are you with me? 
Now we can pay for the propane. Thank you, Jesus. You know, that 5,000-gallon tank out there, they don't come up here, you know, and they pull their little hose out and they, they hook it onto it and say, we're just going to give you this for free. No. It takes 13,000, 13 to 15,000 gallons a year to heat this pig. Yeah. Well, all the preacher wants is your money. That's a sad commentary if that's what you think. Hallelujah. Well, that's another subject, and we won't get off on that right now, okay? You've been given the heart of a winner. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Everybody say, I'm a new creature. Say it again. Say it one more time. I'm telling you what, praise God, if you're a child of God, you're a new creation. Old things have passed away. And behold, all things are become new. What, what a word. So refreshing. Hallelujah. My old life and the curse and all of that is behind me. And glory to God, there ain't nothing but victory in front of me. Hallelujah. Amen. So important. Turn with me to Colossians chapter 1. Look at this verse with me. Y'all glad you came? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Thank you, Lord. I tell you what, I like victory, don't you? Glory to God. <clears throat> Colossians chapter 1, look at this. Verse 12. Thank you, Jesus. Here's what you've got to understand before we read this. Don't read that. Look at me. Here's what you've got to understand. When Jesus went to the cross and died and was raised from the dead, he did it for you. He was raised for your deliverance. Are you with me? Now look at this verse of Scripture, verse 12. Giving thanks to the Father. Hallelujah. That's not what you hear out of the mouths of some Christians. They ain't giving thanks. They're moaning. They're groaning. They're talking about what God's not doing and how come this and that and the other and they're all down in the mouth. I'm telling you, the devil has got his foot on their neck and they don't even know it. Giving thanks unto the Father. Glory to God forevermore. Notice it goes on to say, you know, which has made us, the King James used the word meat. We could say it this way. He has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. In other words, he plugged us into an in a heavenly inheritance that belongs to you now. Huh? Giving thanks to the Father, who's qualified us to be a partaker of the inheritance of the saints, who has, look 13, who has, not going to, who has delivered us. From the authority or power of darkness, translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption through his blood and the forgiveness of sins. Everybody say it together. I've been redeemed. You've been redeemed. I've been redeemed by the blood of the lamb. Glory to God. Oh, victory in Jesus my Savior forever. He sought me, he bought me with his redeeming blood, and all my praise is to him. That ain't right. All my love, come on, Bill, help me out. 
All my love is to him. He plunged me. we got to go on. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. I've been delivered. You've been delivered. If you're a child of God, glory to God, you're a victor, not a victim. Come on. Hallelujah. That's what the Bible says. You know, I didn't make this stuff up. Hallelujah. I wish we'd just believe the Bible. We'd be better off, wouldn't we? I mean, part of your inheritance is victory. Glory to God. He broke the power of hell over your life so that you could have victory. Sin's what destroys people's life. You know, you, you, everything that's going on in the world is because of sin. All the hell that's going on in the world, you know. People would repent. God could turn a lot of things around. You know, I think about this pandemic it's a plague. It is an absolute plague for the entire world. And it's because people have turned away from God. Now, they don't want to hear that. You know, we're giving license to behaviors that are so immoral and so wrong. And everybody's just turning a deaf ear, looking the other way. Nobody can say anything because, dear God, you know, it's not politically correct. Political correctness is a bunch of junk. And it comes right out of the pit of hell. And if you do say something, then they want to cancel what it is that you say. Well, I tell you what, church, let's not let it be said of us that we're going to stay silent. I mean, you know, so you got you to gotta put on the whole armor of God, my friend. you got to gird up the loins of your mind. You can't be weak. Huh? The devil loves weakness. Because he can take advantage of it. But the Bible says to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Stand up to him. Are you listening to me? They're lost. They're undone. Many of them are full of the devil. And they don't even know it. Are you listening to me? So praise God you're on the winning side. Well, there you go. Praise God. That was a good message. That was worth it all right there. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, here's four more things. I don't know why, but I got four more things. How about that? You can do to live a victorious, overcoming life. Get, in, get, get a word from God. You know, if you've got a need in your life, get a word from What does the Bible say about your particular need? Huh? You got a financial need? Find out what the Bible has to say. You know, whatever it is. You know, have a clear word or a promise from heaven and don't lose sight of it. Glory to God. Because a lot of people, they're not sure what they be. You know, if you said, well, what scripture are you standing on? They go, well, I don't know. You know, I just, I got a need. Find some scriptures that cover your case. Get a word from God. Number two, number two, you can do this. Recognize that God is on your side. He's not against you. He's for you. If God be for us, who can be against us? You know, that was Paul's argument. People say, well, where's God in all this? You know, I'm just going through hell and nothing's fixed. And, you know, I got all these problems and stuff. God hasn't forsaken you. Maybe you've forsaken him. Oops. But I tell you what, praise God, he's for you. He's on your side. And not only that, if you're a child of God, he's in you. We just need to get our theology straightened out. Hallelujah. Number three, I guess it is. You know, you got to continue to fortify your will with the truth. If all you ever do is listen to bad news, if all you ever do is meditate on the wrong things, you're not helping yourself at all. But thank God you can, you can fortify yourself with meditating and thinking about the truth. Amen? 
You know, God told uh, Joshua, he said, if you'll do this, then you'll make your way prosperous and then you'll have good success. Is there bad news in the world? Absolutely, man. But I'm telling you what, in this same world, we're not of it. We're in it, but we're not of it. As he is, so are we in this world. Hallelujah. And he's a victor. As he is. You think, anybody think Jesus is a victor? Huh? He's sitting at the right hand of the Father for crying out loud. As he is, so are we in this world. Everybody say, I'm a victor. Yeah, glory to God. You say, well, that don't really resonate with me. Just keep saying it, child of God, and it'll start to resonate. Amen. Glory to God. And number four, don't let obstacles of time and effort defeat you. Unfortunately, it seems like everything takes longer than we think. How many of you have been there before? Huh? When will it ever be over? Eh, it's on its way. Hallelujah. Joel Osteen used to tell a story. He went out to Colorado, you know, and of course he's a flatlander. He's down there in Houston, I think. Is Houston below sea level? Maybe it sits in a bowl. I think it's below sea level. Well, anyway, he goes to Colorado and he's at like six, 7,000 feet and he's going to go out there and climb one of these mountains, you know. Well, you know, when you're down there and you go up there, guess what? They ain't enough air. Huh? And so, you know, um, he kind of figured out what it was supposed to take and this and that and the other, you know. And so he starts out on this trek and he thought it was supposed to take a certain uh, length of time. Let's just say an hour. I don't remember the story completely, but he gets about 15, 20 minutes into this, man. And he pulls up on a rock and he can't, he can't breathe. <laughs> you know, there ain't no air. <clears throat> and so, you know, when you can't breathe, guess what? There's, there's a certain demeanor about you. And, and, you know, there's a, you know, it's like you're hanging over a rock like Sid the Sloth going, man, give me some air. Well, all of a sudden, this, this guy is probably in his, uh, I, he said maybe in his early 70s, late 60s or something like that. He's coming down. And he comes around this rock, and here's Joel. And he look, takes one look at Joel and sees what kind of shape he's in, you know. Stands there for a moment, and he says, you're closer than you think. You know. And so, so you know, he musters some strength and decides to get going. And, and he turns around the corner, and he goes in just a little ways, he's there at the at the uh, peak you know it didn't take very long at all as a matter of fact his pace had taken him much faster than what they said it would are you with me you know and the same thing's true in your life i mean you know you're you might be you know <laughs> draped over a rock someplace in life you know and you're sucking air and wanting you know to know whatever you're closer than you think are you listening to me Hallelujah. Don't be defeated. Glory to God. Don't be dismayed. The Lord is on your side. He'll make a way where there is no way. Glory to God. A lot of stories that I could talk about, but uh, <clears throat> I'll conclude with this scripture in Philippians chapter 3. Hallelujah. The Apostle Paul here in chapter 3, verse 12, he says, Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on. Everybody say, press on. I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Isn't that precious? Think about that. You know, Jesus, he's laid hold of you and he ain't letting go. Glory to God. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. 
Dear friends, the greater one dwells you. Praise God. And he paid an incredible price so that you could be victorious. So let's take him up on it, shall we? Let's believe the word of God. Let's trust him when it comes to our finances. Let's trust him when it comes to the old parenting thing. Let's trust him when it comes to the marriage thing. You know, let's trust him in what it is that he said. Come on now, glory to God. You know, maybe you've been living a certain way for decades. Well, you know what? It's about time for a change. Hallelujah. How many of you like change? Well, some people don't actually. (laughs) Woo! Yeah. Change is good if it's in the right direction. Come on. Amen. You know, some people, you know, they say, well, I've been driving this car for the last 25 years. Well, maybe, just maybe, it's time for a change. Are you with me? You know, they got a lot of new technology in cars these days. It'll heat your butt. It'll, you know, you know, I mean, I mean, it'll do all kind of things for you. You don't even have to do nothing but push a button. Huh? I remember my brother Raymond. Some of you remember my brother Ray. He was 16 years old, my senior, and, uh, and he was with Joan, and, um, and she, she uh, I think she was driving, she said, hey, Ray, so you can push that button over there, and, you know, you can, you can put some heat, you know, in the seat or something like that. He, ah, oh, no, I don't need that, I don't need that, you know. Well, so anyway, she pushed the button, and, you know, they get to driving down the road, and he goes, hey, I kind of like that. And then he says, you know, the next vehicle I get, I'm going to get me, I'm going to have some of that in there. You know, there's better for you. Glory to God. Amen. You know, so, so expected. I mean, you know, strive for it. Move forward. Glory to God. Amen. Because God wants to bless your life. Are you listening to me? How many of you believe that? Why don't you just stand up with me? Hallelujah. I've preached long enough. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Amen. Well, I'm, I'll tell you, let's, let's do this. Um, you may have come to the service this morning, you know, dealing with some kind of a challenge in your life, but you know what? Praise God. This can be a real defining moment for you. You can say, you know what, God, I'm, I'm tired of the frustration. I'm tired of the uh, uh, disappointment. I'm tired of being discouraged, and I just am not going to do that anymore. You know, it starts with a, a decision. It really does. You know, God knows your heart. He knows your needs. He wants to meet those needs. He just needs something from you. It's a thing called faith. So praise God. Let's believe him. You know, if you've got a financial need, maybe your marriage, you know, could use some help. How many of you know all of our marriages can use some help? Amen. Now, I'm living heaven on earth with this woman over here. I mean, you know, she has to put up with me, but I'm doing great. Uh-huh. <laughs> True that, she says. God is so good, and he wants to be good to you. He wants goodness in your life if you'll just trust him. Praise God. You don't have to know how. You don't even need to know when. You just need to say, God, I'm in. So let's bow our heads together, and let's just pray. And if you have a certain area in your life of need, you know, just talk to God about it right now and say, God, I I realize after hearing this that I need to make an adjustment within my own heart. Sometimes it's just that simple, just to, to, to move from one place to another on the inside. Father, I want to thank you for these precious people that are here today. I thank you, Lord, for your living word, the promises you've made, that which you desire for them to experience in their lives. And God, I just thank you right now 
as we come to you as individuals, as couples, families. And Father God, as you've spoken to our hearts, that we say yes to your will for our lives. We thank you, Father, for bringing about change. I pray for those that are discouraged and dismayed, Father. We come against discouragement in the name of Jesus. We rebuke it in Jesus' name. And God, I thank you for replacing that discouragement with, with cheer and with joy and with blessing in their lives. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for your blessing in every home, every family, every individual. And Lord, just as we sang about this morning, may we situate our lives upon the foundation of your love. And God, I just thank you for the blessing of God in the house here today. Now let's just let our heads be bowed and eyes closed here for just a moment. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Praise your holy name forever. Praise God. Now I've done some praying, and why don't we just as individuals do some praying for ourselves? If you got something you need to talk to him about, change you need to make, maybe you need to get forgiveness, right now is a good time for that to happen. Thank you, Father. Praise God. Thank you for speaking to our hearts, ministering to our lives, bringing about change, Father, where change is needed. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Now, just raise one hand up toward heaven. Let's just praise him for a little bit. Let's thank him for his goodness. Let's thank him for his grace. Thank you, Father, for your mercy in our lives to bring about the changes necessary in order to honor you. Thank you, Father God, for magnifying your name. Glory to God in each and every one of our lives. We thank you, Lord, for the blessing of God to flow within the church and upon the church, Father, for those that are within the church, the goodness of God. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Father, I pray for boldness today within the church and for the church that we as members of the body of Christ, Father God, will not be ashamed of the gospel. I thank you, Lord God, for putting your words in our mouth to speak a good word, a due season word into the lives of people around us. And Father, we thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for your blessing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Amen.